gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, you also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought that they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they had received it, they grumbled against the landowner saying, these last worked only for one hour and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. The landowner replied to one of them, friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. The Gospel of Christ. Today is Sunday of proper 20, ordinary time, ordinal time, which means counting time. And at the same time, there is a newer focus for the church called the season of creation, which is superimposed over the top of these ordinary time readings. And I have to say, the combination of these two different patterns together with the opening prayer or collect honestly had me scratching my head as I prepared to preach. So, season of creation, excellent idea, wonderful idea. Opening collect, grant, O Lord, that we not be anxious about earthly things. Wait, <laughs> wait, what? Part of the impetus for the season of creation is to be anxious about earthly things. That's the point, to have a keen sense of ourselves as stewards of creation, to care for and to preserve all of God's creation, and to do so with an urgency in light of increasingly ominous climate changes. Then we move to the prophet Jonah. Now, because we have not been doing a forced reading of Jonah, in other words, we haven't been reading bits of this book for the last few Sundays, we might need a little context to this very short book in the Old Testament. So here's the synopsis. 
God tells Jonah to go to the city of Nineveh and tell them to stop sinning. Repent. Jonah doesn't want to. So he decides to run away from God, which is not generally a good idea. Jonah takes a boat. There is a storm. He tells the sailors to toss him overboard because it's all his fault. They toss him overboard, and you know where he ends up, in the belly of a large fish for three days and three nights. And after doing a lot of praying, a lot of begging, and swearing he'll never do it again, we read, Then the Lord spoke to the fish, and it spewed Jonah out on the dry land. So, Jonah is once again sent to Nineveh to preach repentance. This time he does. They listen. They repent. And that's where our reading today picks up. But instead of rejoicing at their conversion, rejoicing at his success, Jonah goes off and sulks. He's annoyed. Now, some of you may remember the comic strip, Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin was the little boy and Hobbes was his tiger friend. Every once in a while, they'd come across my screensaver in front of the, when I'm sitting in front of the computer. And the one that flashed yesterday was perfect. Um, Calvin saying to Hobbes, it's hard to be religious when certain people are never incinerated by bolts of lightning. <laughs> I don't know what your list looks like, but you know, these are the people I would love to have to smite because I know I'm right and they're wrong. Okay. <laughs> That's Jonah. Jonah. Jonah is Calvin. God saw that the people of Nineveh were sorry for what they had done. They confessed. They changed. And God, scripture tells us, changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring up on them. And Jonah was angry. He wanted some really good smiting, incineration. He wanted them to be punished. So he sets himself down on a hill to sulk and watch for the show to begin. Then God talks to a bush, and the bush moves over to provide shade for Jonah. Then God makes the bush shrivel up and die. And now Jonah's really mad at God, not just about Nineveh, but also about the bush. And God says to Jonah, how can you be concerned about this bush, but not the salvation of all those people, all those people and all those animals? So Jonah is an interesting story. The story of a disobedient, narrow-minded prophet who is angry at the outcome of his soul task. And in some ways, it's amusing, like Calvin and Hobbes. Um, scripture scholars say it's probably a satire or perhaps a caricature of narrow-minded concern about making sure people get the punishment they deserve. Yes, it's all there. But we are also in the season of creation. So I can't help but return to the fact in Jonah that God is talking to a large fish. And the fish obeys. And then God's talking to a bush. And the bush obeys. And it's not only the 120,000 people of Nineveh who are saved, but the many animals too. We don't have a lot of stories where the animals are counted among the saved. 
So what are we to make of all this? Let's add one other piece to the puzzle, and that's our gospel account today of the landowner who oversees the vineyard. So Jesus begins at the often does, Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like. And of course, while parables don't have a definitive answer, that's very much on, on deliberate, it's on purpose. They're meant to entice us into, to revisit them again and again and see different endings. But one of the givens, it seems, in this case, is that the landowner is God. So after hiring people all day and giving out wages, the first hired workers wanted more, even though they received exactly what was promised. They were not content with compared with the others, and they complain about it to the landowner who says, am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? The usual interpretation, of course, is that God's justice is not our justice. Okay, that is the case. And of course, everything does belong to God. But it seems to me, even with this important overlay of calling our attention to all creation, a couple of different perspectives might weave these readings and today's emphasis together. The first are these remarkable conversations in Jonah, the conversations that God is having also in the readings with people, yes, but also fish and bushes and animals. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? But Jonah, I think, does not let us dwell on the fact that Christianity is only about human beings. It's not completely anthropocentric. It's not completely focused. Now, of course, human beings are very important. That comes, we cannot deny that. But is creation and God and salvation only about human beings? Are we the only part of creation that counts? Is our survival to be at the expense of all other living things? In a wonderful talk to a conference on liturgy in the cosmos a few years ago, the former Archbishop of Canterbury, Rowan Williams, reflects on the stories of humans naming other creatures. Remember in Genesis, Adam names all those creatures. And he says, we often interpret this as having power over them. If you name something, you have power over them. But he says, there might be another way to look at this. To be Christian is to opt for a definition of human identity in which name-making is essential. In other words, maybe naming is not so much about power over, but establishing a relationship, establishing a connectedness between the speakers, humans, and their world. So Rowan Williams says, perhaps what God has made is a world that is endlessly communicating, intercommunicating, reflecting how they are interrelated. Rather than a power over, maybe as a connection with. 
a connection with that is there from the beginning of creation. So all creation has this connection with God that began with the word spoken, and it came into being. And that connection with God and between all creatures continues in our naming and our recognizing all that is named. It's a way to say to all creation, we are connected with you. We are connected to you. We are all in this together. So God's self-communication, what we usually call grace, is spoken again and again to us and all creation, to large fishes, to bushes, to domesticated animals, to their, those who care for vineyards, to those of us who plant trees, bushes, and flowers, to those of us who work to recycle and reduce waste, to those of us who assist with wildlife borders, to those of us who help with injured animals. All of this and so much more is part of this interconnectedness. Now, I started with the opening call, the opening prayer today, just the first phrase. The second part of that prayer is this. We should love things heavenly. And even now, while we are placed among things that are passing away, to hold fast to those that shall endure. So the people of Nineveh turned away from their evil ways. God was concerned. God cared about them. And God saved them. The landowner in Matthew, God, says, I choose to give to this last the same as I gave to you. All of you, whether you are first or last, will have the invitation to come into salvation. All of creation groaning and struggling to cooperate rather than compete, all will be welcomed into salvation. For salvation is not first and foremost and only salvation from something as much as it is into something. And that something is the fullness of God's presence where all creation will know the glorious splendor of God's majesty and all of God's marvelous works. So in this season of creation, feel free to have conversations with large fish and bushes and all the rest of salvation, because in that connectedness, we know ourselves human, non-human, animals, and so much more, connected because we are each and all and everyone connected to God. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon. Uh -huh.